welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast with Brian Collins. Here you'll find practical advice and interviews for all kinds of writers. Hi there, my name is Brian Collins from Become a Writer Today and in this episode I want to talk about seven common writing mistakes that will stop you writing and finishing your first book. And these are the types of mistakes that I made while I was writing some of the some of the books that I've published in the past. And I've written non-fiction books and before that I wrote a novella as well. And many new writers struggle with these mistakes when they encounter them for the first time. But the good thing is when you know what they are in advance, you can avoid these book writing mistakes and you can finish writing your first book faster. And the great thing is when you finish writing your first book, you'll have something that you can publish and then you can sit back and watch as your ideas and stories you know, make an impact on readers or earn your side income, or you can even move on from writing a book or move on to a new creative project and you'll be able to call yourself an author. So the first mistake that you should avoid is trying to write different things at once. A short story, a blog post, a book, the great American novel. There are lots of different ideas that you can explore as a writer and particularly as a new writer. And often new writers try to work on different writing projects at once and they struggle to make real progress. Because when you're trying to write some poetry and when you're trying to enter a short story competition and launch a blog and write a book, it's hard to do all of these things and to do them well. And what's more, you've only got so many free hours in the day and I presume you're writing while balancing a job and family commitments. So how will you ever get to the end? Now, writing lots of things at once is fine if you're Stephen King or Neil Gaiman or a pro author who's been doing it for 10 years. But if you're starting out and you're limited on time or you haven't finished much before, it's a common writing mistake that you should avoid. You see, I looked into the science behind it and when you switch from one project to the next, it takes between 20 and 40% of your creative energy to associate yourself with a new creative project. So in other words, to switch from a short story to a blog post is to switch from one creative project to the next. And what's more, because you're getting distracted and working on multiple projects, you'll find it harder to create a writing routine that sticks. And what's more, you'll delay finishing your drafts and postpone the feeling of accomplishment that comes, or excuse me, the feeling of accomplishment that comes when you finally finish or publish your book. Okay, so the next mistake that new writers often make is thinking, I don't need to organize ideas for my book. And to explain this mistake, let me ask you a question. Do you sometimes feel so excited about an idea for a chapter that you can't wait to write about it? And then when the time comes to write the chapter, instead of writing just 500 words, you get lost for hours doing research. You spend hours clicking and browsing from one blog post to the next or reading the books, and you really struggle to organize the ideas for your book. Or perhaps you get so excited about one new idea that you either get distracted from writing your book and start something else, or you have to force yourself to get back to what counts. You see, here's the problem. When you're jumping rapidly from one idea to the next, you stand a greater risk of wasting your time and you won't be able to pursue a single idea to its conclusion. So to finish writing your book, you need a system for capturing, sorting and reviewing your ideas regularly. And then you also need a system for for writing regularly. And then you need to be able to pick one idea and stick with it until it's done before you move on to the next idea. And when you do this, you'll be able to keep on writing your book. The third writing mistake that many new writers make is thinking I should write my book when I feel passionate or inspired. And I'm all for feeling passionate about your creative work. But, you know, let's be logical about this. Let's say you're training to run a marathon. 
If you want to run 26.2 miles for the first time, you can't just turn up on the day of the marathon and expect to finish the race. You've got to train when you don't want to, practice when you're tired and squeeze your sessions into an otherwise busy week. Now you might feel passionate about training when it's sunny outside, but what about on a cold and wet Tuesday evening? You're going to have to do the work anyway, and the same applies to writing. When you turn up in front of the blank page, it takes precious creative energy to warm up and to figure out what you're trying to say. And if you haven't practiced writing in days or weeks, it's going to take longer. Look, inspiration and passion are nice and there's nothing better than sitting down in front of the blank page with a hot idea and an urge to write your book. But if you wait around all day to come up with an idea and for inspiration to strike, what will you do if nothing comes? Will you wait till tomorrow, next week or next month for inspiration to tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, it's time to write chapter five of your book? Because that's a surefire way to never finish writing your book. Believe me, I've been there. The fourth mistake many new writers and authors make is thinking I should just write my book at the weekends. You see, between your job and family and personal life and work and so on, finding time to write a book is difficult. You know, I get it. And I don't want to upset you, but deciding it's okay to write a chapter in your book only on Saturdays is a surefire way to not finish writing your book. I mean, there's got to be the the inevitable Saturday morning when you write for two or three hours and produce a thousand great words and say to yourself, that was a morning well spent. But what happens if you don't find time to write on a Saturday or Sunday or you miss a weekend? Or what happens if the writing session doesn't go well? Because that happens too. Then it's going to be an entire week before you put your butt in the chair, hands on the keyboard and turn up in front of the blank page again. And if you miss a weekend, well, you could be putting a week or two weeks or even three weeks between these writing sessions. And it's going to be really difficult to get into the rhythm and momentum of writing and finishing your book. And I don't know about you, but I can't wait that long to finish writing a book which is why I changed how I write. I put a writing schedule in place and this helps me find time to write. Um, And it's particularly helpful to find time to write when you're new at this. And what you need is a writing routine that sets yourself up for the day so you can accomplish your most important work before the rest of the day or the week takes over. The fifth mistake many new writers make is thinking I will finish my book if I just work harder. You see, when you're working on your book for the first time, telling yourself to work harder or don't be lazy isn't really useful advice. And here's why. It might get your butt in the chair on day one, but when you miss the day, you'll feel bad. And if you miss two days, you're going to feel even worse. And then your book becomes this big thing you've got to do. And like any hard or difficult task, you're going to procrastinate, you're going to put it off and maybe even forget about it. I actually once stuffed a manuscript in my drawer and forgot about it for three months because I felt so guilty about my lack of progress that it turned it into a big thing. And yes, writing a book is tough when you're starting off. That's why I used the marathon analogy earlier on. But you don't need to make it any harder than it needs to be. Once I discovered that telling myself to work harder wasn't helping me write a book and would never help me write a book, I found a solution that helped me get better results. And that solution involves breaking your book down into milestones like chapters or pages or smaller word counts that you can reach one by one. And when you have a way of tracking this progress, for example, by recording your daily word count in a spreadsheet, you're going to reach the end that bit faster. And who doesn't like to get to the end? The sixth mistake many new writers and authors make is thinking it's okay to edit and write my book at the same time. And have you ever, you know, written a paragraph and rewrote it? We written another paragraph and then went back and we wrote that too and on and on and an hour goes by and you realise you haven't written anything at all. All you've done is rewrite, rewrite the same part of your book. 
I used to write like this all the time and I spent hours tinkering in my sentences and trying to get them sounding right and reading up on grammar books and so on and trying to make sure they were perfect. But this is a, is a terrible way to write your first book and here's why. When you try to write and edit at the same time, you're actually doing two different activities. And you remember my analogy about multitasking from earlier? Well, you see, the part of your brain that must write to get ideas out of your head and organize them, your internal writer, shies away from the other part of your brain that belongs to your internal editor. And the part of your brain that takes your first draft and turns it into something that shines, your internal editor, does his or her best work when you have a complete first draft. So please don't write and edit at the same time. You could write in the morning and edit in the afternoon, or perhaps you could do all of your writing in week one and do all of your editing on week two, and so on. The seventh and final mistake that many new writers make is deciding I should only publish my book when it's perfect. And when I was in my 20s, this was a mistake that I made. I see I wanted to write literary Irish fiction and win one of those awards. So I enrolled in an intensive creative writing class in Dublin. And our tutor was a balding American in his early 30s from Texas. And, he, and he's, his name is Jeff. And I said to him one day, Jeff, I'm struggling to finish this idea I have for a great story. What do I need to do to write it? And he looked at my manuscript and he looked at me and he said, Brian, your writing is full of cliches. You write like a 1920s Pulp Fiction novelist. I can work on that, Jeff, I said. Tell me how I can get better. And then he said, trying to write one true great sentence is like trying to throw a typewriter at the moon. What do you mean, I asked. It's impossible. We both laughed. And that night I spent my night and the weekends editing and rewriting my sentences until they were just right. And I threw typewriters at the moon for four years and in that time I only finished six short stories. And yeah, they had pretty little sentences, but here's the painful thing. They were still lousy short stories. You see, I was so consumed by my quest for the perfect sentence that I forgot great stories succeed because of the tale and the characters within them. And that wasn't the worst part either, because I'd failed to finish a lot of my stories, it was impossible for me to get candid real-world editorial feedback about the quality of my writing. In other words, I'd spent four years throwing the typewriter at the moon and I had nothing to show for. So I still make embarrassing and common writing mistakes. And I actually, last year or the before last, I actually spent two months writing an old book when I should have been concentrating on writing my new book. But that's okay because when you're when you're involved in anything creative, you're going to fail as much as you succeed. And all you can do is read and study about your craft, continue to do the work and continue to practice. Use what you discover to fall forwards instead of falling down. So I hope you found this podcast episode about common book writing mistakes helpful. If you've got feedback about the episode or about the format, please email brian at becomearwritertoday.com. That's B-R-Y-A-N. And I'm particularly interested in your feedback about the format of the show as this is something I've only started uh, a few weeks ago. And I suppose I'm alternating between doing short form podcast episodes like this and interview podcasts which I suppose are, are more traditional on the podcasting scene and also uh, maybe other types of, of episodes where perhaps I could I could do storytelling and so on but if, if you have suggestions for, for feedback I'd love to hear it uh, and if you also have time to leave a review on the iTunes store or wherever you're listening to this that sure would help. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode if you did please leave a rating on the iTunes store and if you want to accomplish more with your writing please visit becomearwritertoday.com 
forward slash join and I'll send you a free email course. Thanks for listening.